Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. As soon as I can get going here, I know my podcast is going, everybody, but I want to um, wait in a little bit a second. Okay, here comes my Periscope. Hello, Periscope. Welcome to Sports Scope. Just got done watching the, and I am now live on every link. I uh, got done watching three and four of the last dance, everybody. Um, just want to make this announcement here. Very excited. I don't know if anybody watched this news. I know the NFL draft is taking all the headlines, but uh, uh, the NBA will be uh, Friday. Teams can report to facilities, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think I want to say that broke Friday or, or Saturday, whatever. Very excited about that. Really energized to get the season back on the road. Okay, thoughts on the last dance, and I got a boatload of notes for the NFL draft. Buckle your seatbelt and just hear me out. This is Sports Scope, okay? So, you know, in life, I think it's really good to realize that you have to go through things to make you stronger. And, and, and that was a big thing with the Chicago Bulls trying to get past Detroit and, and, and trying to build up. They went through two other coaches before they got to Phil Jackson. And I talked about this on Sportscope Thursday's edition was Tex Winter. Uh, uh, Jerry Krause wanted the, Chicago Bulls to adopt Tex Winter's triangle offense. And, uh, you know, um, was it Doug Collins did not want to do that. He wanted to do everything about Michael Jordan. And that wasn't the best. You know, the triangle offense invented by Tex Winter uh, and, and taught to Phil Jackson uh, really helped that team take the next step. If anybody's watching basketball nowadays, look at the um, Golden State Warriors, very similar. A lot of people touch the ball, the triangle offense, get the hot hand, the ball. I really like that. Very good learning experience. Uh, in life, you know, life beats you down. You take steps. You grow from hardship. I like how it showed the Bulls grow through the physical beatings of that Detroit Pistons team and become the team that they were be to become. They got physically stronger. They got mentally stronger. One thing that I noticed that got left out was uh, there were reports that uh, Michael Jordan did not speak to Scottie Pippen after that migraine 1990 headache that cost them game seven in that playoff two weeks. He did not speak to him for weeks afterwards. Never mentioned that. Of course, Michael Jordan's very conscious uh, uh Conscious of his reputation and everything. That was something that I knew prior to this starting that did happen uh, in uh, that is uh, well documented. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you this about it. it there were a lot of elf bombs. A lot more elf bombs in the uh, this one three and four than it was in one and two. So this one was uncensored, but that story about Jordan not talking to Pippen is legit. And the story about Pippen uh, and Michael Jordan not wanting Isaiah Thomas on the 92 Dream Team, that was insinuated. Uh, I guess basically a lot of us knew that read this story knew that happened. I knew that happened for years. A lot of reporters knew that happened. I don't know why. That, that they didn't mention that. He did not want him on the, because they did not shake their hands when they got swept in the 91 playoffs. So that's my big dig on ESPN, but that's what happened. That was the story behind the story. They didn't shake their hands. They didn't show us respect. And Jordan is a long grudge holding type of guy. And, you know, he, um, he, he didn't like that. And, and, and that's why he didn't want... He, but he did say in the documentary, if anybody caught that, I, we did take it personal that they didn't want to shake our hands. So, okay, so that's what I wanted to say there. Uh, I want to go back to the beginning of the notes here. Um, 
David Aldridge says that Dennis Rodman, the, the, the introduction to Dennis Rodman to the Chicago Bulls. Now, remember, this was from the uh, the second three-peat. So these guys have already won three championships. Jordan leaves, and then 94 season comes back in March of 95. They lose that other season. Then they do the second three-peat. So they did win three championships without Rodman, but David Aldridge, longtime NBA reporter, says he thought that Dennis Rodman was the best defender in 30 years. Rodman's nickname, which was not said that I knew prior to this, was called The Worm. You could see why he earned that nickname. You've seen some of the highlights of him wiggling through people, diving out of bounds, really getting on defenders' nerves. Nobody plays basketball like that now. This guy's running headfirst into the stands. He was really an old-school guy for the mid-'90s basketball. Dennis Rodman played like a guy in the 80s, in the 90s. And that's why he, you know, him and I want to say Rashid Wallace always led the league in technicals. I watched that at the regular time, running out of bounds and all that stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, interesting take on him. Uh, rebounds. led. The, yeah, yeah. And um, But going back here, as I'm watching, I made some notes here. This is why when, when, when these LeBron people, I'm just going in order of way I watched the documentary. I made some notes here about Phil Collins or Phil, uh, what's the guy's name? Collins, the other, the, 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 uh, the coach before Phil Jackson. Um, anyway, Phil Collins is the other guy. What are, Collins, uh, what, whatever the hell his name is. Anyways, in 1988 and 89, Doug Collins, excuse me, they stayed in church for, yeah. And night, yeah. Hey, Crystal. Yeah, yeah. In 1989, 88-89, before that, a reporter said that Michael, this is another story wasn't here, but I knew it because I read about it by Michael Jordan. He said that a reporter said that Jordan didn't play any defense. Jordan just scored points and blah, blah, blah. In, In 88 and 89 season, which they showed the famous shot that Jordan made to, to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, the first playoff win. Um, series win. Jordan, this is something the LeBron, you can you can pull on the LeBron lovers, okay? He won MVP. He won Defensive Player of the Year. He won the Scoring Championship. He won MVP of the All-Star Game. He won the Dunk Contest. I mean, no, but no other player's ever done that. If you win the scoring title and you win Defensive Player of the Year, think of the energy that is used for uh, both sides of the court. That's another plus one for the Jordan crowd, minus one for the LeBron crowd. This guy never quit on his team. LeBron quit against the, the Celtics, and he and he didn't show up against. Uh, uh, in 2010 against uh, uh, Dallas. Now, uh, so this is, uh, and he's never won Defensive Player of the Year scoring championship and the MVP. That is very, very difficult to do all that. So going back to page two, uh, it talked about, now this was in the Bad Boys documentary, Rodman's uh, suicide attempt in 93. And... You know, Rodman had a good quote after that. He said, and this is something else that has really helped me in my own personal life, everybody. And I've told some friends and family this. And uh, uh, be who you want to be in life, not who you think people want you to be. And I ain't saying, you know, uh, dye your hair 50,000 colors and put 50,000 different earrings in your ear and be a crazy person like Dennis Rodman. But you know what I'm saying? People are so, I'm so much more comfortable in my skin because I'm doing my show, doing it my way. I don't care what the critics say to me about this program and mock me and everything. Dennis Rodman had a life lesson there. Be who you want to be, not who you think people want you to be. You know, um, Kevin Durant said the same thing. He said, you know, I stayed in Oklahoma City a few years longer than I wanted to stay. With the, he said, I started just being who I wanted to be rather than I wanted what people wanted me to be. Other words, saying what people wanted me to say, playing the way, you know, just be who you want to be. Live for yourself. Don't live. You can, you can still, 
you know, serve people and, and do charity work. I get all that. I'm not saying being selfish, but be yourself and be comfortable in your own skin. You will inspire others to do so. I like that about Dennis Rodman. I know he's got his ups and downs, but that suicide attempt helped him really transfer to a person who he wanted to be rather than what people wanted to be. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, of course, he had some hard times after that. He, he went to San Antonio for a few years. We saw that in the documentary. Then it goes to Phil Jackson. Okay. There was another, uh, I made a side funny note here, Phil Jackson, before he got hired by Jerry Ronsdor, Jerry Krause, the general manager, said, man, clean yourself up. Phil Jackson kind of looked like Howard Stern uh, in the movie Private Parts when he was first coming up. I made a side note of that. It was really funny. But, it, you know, Phil Jackson paid his dues, uh, did not fall into a job, uh, coached overseas, coached the ABA. But uh, this tells a story that I talked about on Scope on, on Thursday, the, the, the 23rd show. For those of you who didn't see it, go back and watch it. It's dated. That it talks about uh, Jerry Krause in his last interview before he died in uh, 2017 with, with Adrian Wojciechowski, and it says that um, he wanted uh, more of a team game. Uh, 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 Doug Collins did not want to implement the triangle offense. Tex Winter, one of the pioneers of basketball, Winter must not have had the chemistry to be, uh, the charisma to be a head coach. But, but Phil did. He was a former player, better communicator. But he was a better X's and O's guys with that. Remember, Doug Collins did not want to implement that system. He just wanted to play it through the star players. But but uh, Phil uh, Phil Jackson was opening open to listening to uh, uh, the Tex winners' triangle offense, and obviously it won. Look towards the end, Phil uh, John Paxson, John Paxson, boom, 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 boom. Remember, John Paxson hit the game winner a couple years later, not to spoil the documentary. When they won against Phil uh, Phoenix, remember he hit the game winner against Phoenix and beat that Barkley team. So, uh, but but Doug Collins was a good coach. He just wasn't the coach is going to give him over the next level. Uh, that that coach was was really the combination of Phil Jackson and, and, and of course uh, Tex Winter, and, and that was the reason why going back to my program that nobody else talked about. By the way, on Thursday where I said that. The reason why Michael really doesn't like uh, Jerry Krause was Krause did not go to Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame because Tex Winter wasn't in the Hall of Fame. He said that in the Adrian Wojciechowski interview. So that Jordan, being the grudge holder he is, held that against him because Jerry Krause was right. Tex Winter, the implementer of the triangle offense, that helped win not only six championships with Chicago, but also won three with the Lakers with Phil Jackson as well with Shaq and Kobe. So uh, let's see. I talked about Steve Kerr, uh, Chicago Bulls. Remember, he and I, I, a lot of the, your basketball nerds won't say this, but I'm telling you by watching the games that Steve Kerr implemented a form of that with um, – uh, with that Golden State team, you know, you see people shoot uh, pass, 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 pass. No, it's just pass around the perimeter more than the inside out of the triangle. But there is a form of the triangle, in my opinion, that was used in Golden State where you got boom, 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 uh, you know, Clay and Steph and all those hitting the shot from the outside. Uh, Draymond Green shoots a lot of threes. To me, that is a form of the triangle offense as it's rolled up. A lot of people don't see it that way, but um, I think that's what it is. Uh, other notes from here, 1991 team got tougher. Like I said, in life, man, you know, you go through life, you get beat up, you grow from your setbacks and your failures, you get bigger, stronger, faster, your skin gets thicker. You know, a talk about Scotty not reacting to a hard foul. Don't complain to the refs. I kind of miss that era. I kind of miss the hand checking. I don't miss the 80s. I don't miss the 80s where you saw what uh, Detroit was doing. But I kind of miss the 90s where you can kind of let them play play a little bit. But the 80s, you could see that they, the guys were getting mugged in the 80s. I mean, uh, I saw the Bad Boys documentary 
when they uh, when they were trying to get over that Celtic team of the eighties in the East, where they were just flat out tackling people and all that. But I do like some physical contact, hand checking, as long as you're hitting the ball. But I do, I just like that. I think that is good for the. Um, it's interesting stuff there. Uh, that is all the notes I had. It really didn't have the effect that it did before. And I'll tell you what, you know, I like that story about Dennis saying he needed to get away for 48 hours. That is a separation from us regular people, uh, blue collar people to someone that is an NBA superstar and had that kind of money where you could just stop what you're doing and go fly out and play a, a ton of money for an airplane ticket and go across the country for, for two days party like a rock star, and go back to work. And Phil Jackson, he let him do it, but he's like, you know what? We're going to kind of make everybody pay for this. I like the fact that he was still in really good shape. He was just a guy that that, that needed to unloose. He was on his best behavior while Scotty was gone, and he played hard, and he had to unleash, you know? Yes, that was really, really interesting there, I thought. Um and, and the fact that that, that, that Phil put him through all those exercises and then uh, Rodman was out running like crazy and everybody was like, man, this dude is money. He just needed to get away, uh, hanging out with Carmen Electra, with the beautiful women, uh, drinking a lot. Uh, there's no telling the thousands of dollars he, he spent. But, hey, he got back on. It's probably mm, five-hour flight back to uh, Chicago, played hungover. But, hey, he showed up. He got his 18 to 20 rebounds every game, and he made life a living hell for the opposition. I love that story. But a lot of those stories are like that. That was probably the mild version of that. The fact that Carbon Electra actually went back to Chicago with him, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so that is all I have to say about that. Okay, let's talk about the NBA or NFL draft, excuse me. And... Another life thing here, okay, in life, you have to take chances. You know, Jerry Krause took a chance from going from uh, Doug Collins to Scottie Pippen. If it didn't work with, uh, with uh, to, uh, from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson, and if it didn't work with Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause is out. He's out of a job. He'll have to go back and just stay with baseball, right? And, you know, Personally, and I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins here, but from a personal story, everybody, in 2010, I took a huge chance in my life, man. I mean, I, I went out on this real estate deal, and I tell you, brother, Kobe's final season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I just want to talk about Tua and, and Brian Flores in this Miami Dolphin team. I took a chance, long story short, 2010, I lost a lot of money, a lot of money. It took me, lost the real estate deal, lost a lot of my own money, listened to the wrong people, but I took, put my head out there, took a chance, I want to get ahead, you know, and it took me, uh, in 2012, that deal in 2000, from 2010, I started, 2012, I lost on, it took me four years to get back, to pay all that debt off. And I'm stronger for it now, four years later, more confident than I've ever been in my life. And I wouldn't change it for anything. And I look at uh, Brian Flores, a first year head coach, a first time head coach. And I look at Chris Greer, a first time general manager of this Miami Dolphin team. And they look at Tua and they think, I'm thinking to myself, this team had all this cap money, had all these picks. They could have took the easy way out and say, brought in Cam Newton. They could have brought in Jameis Winston. Uh, in the draft, they could have took Justin Herbert. All that would have been, air quote, playing it safe. And in life, when you play it safe, you're going to have regrets as you get older. If you take chances and lose... You, you don't have any, uh, but I wish I would have. If you've had that life, kind of life, now's an opportunity to change that about your life. You know, I look at Tua, and we talked about his injury history 
uh, 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 God, I mean, a uh, hip injury, uh, multiple leg injuries, uh, ankle injuries, a wrist injury, but also look at a 71% completion percentage. Also look at the best quarterback Nick Saban's ever coached. He says, this is the uh, Drew Brees. If you make that mistake uh, with him, it's your loss. It's not mine. And I talked about how he got caught from behind Tua. But I also looked at this guy's 30 touchdowns, three interceptions, that type of um, a talent. And I talked about this the other day. I was glad that they did send the smoke screen. That Tua, you know, is the kind of guy that can not just get you to the playoffs. He can win you a Super Bowl in two years. You know, if you could keep him at, I'd rather three years from now be fired and the Dolphins have to cut the player I drafted and lose $20 million in cap space rather than taking the safe player I didn't really believe in, but I felt like it could give me some job security for a few years and see this guy go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? Take chances in life. Work hard, learn from your mistakes, grow from your mistakes. It said it, you know. The Bulls, they weren't ready for they weren't ready for Detroit, you know. Instead of crying about their fouls, instead of crying about the physical quality of Detroit, they built up, they built those calluses mentally and physically got, got stronger. And that's what I'm saying. A guy like Brian Flores, he talked about growing up hard in his life. And, you know, I dogged him out because I thought that's another one-year defensive coordinator. Uh, with the He got he got that job just because he worked with Belichick. Well, he's proven to me that he's willing to take chances in life. He got with this general manager, Chris Greer, and he said, you know what, we can not only just get to the playoffs and play, we can win the whole thing with this guy. We can make that big throw with this guy. You know, and, and and I really like what they did by drafting Tua. They they also got the the tackle. They got the guy Austin Jackson out of the um, the offensive line, and they also uh, I like their getting Byron Jones. They they boosted up their secondary. Uh, they use all these picks. They are building calluses right now. And you know what? Worst thing that can happen: the guy gets hurt. And you, you you pay the $20 million and you move on, the cap hit. Again, Antonio Brown was $21 million. Pittsburgh's still in the playoff hunt. Uh, the Rams, uh, 21 over that uh, for Brandon Cooks. Those are receivers. If you can pay a $21 million cap hit for cutting, a, a, a worst-case scenario, a, a banged-up uh, quarterback that you took a chance on in the draft, hey, do it, you know? But the cap is going to go up. Uh, potentially $30 million next year because of the new CBA. So why not take that chance and go after it? So I applaud uh, Miami for getting out of their comfort zone, taking a chance, and uh, getting um, a possibly a Super Bowl contender. I say that is uh, Patriots are rebuilding. Uh, the Chiefs, not this year, but next year, 2021, they're going to have to eventually play Patrick Mahomes $40 to $50 billion a year. They're going to have cap issues eventually, and they're going to have to start toning things back on their roster. Who else are you going to look at in the AFC? There's no really strong threats other than maybe Baltimore, and I'll talk about them here in a little bit. Uh, other notes here. And like I said, I like Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator, 68 years old. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy that knows his role. He know, He's 37, 38. He knows he's going to just be there as a mentor and, and, and a guy that is eventually going to lose that job to this guy. Uh, to, I say, probably five or six games into the season, he'll be starting next year, depending on his health. Okay, let's see other notes here. Okay, San Francisco, hats off to John Lynch and the 49ers conducting that trade to get Trent Williams, uh, Joe Staley, the former offensive uh, left tackle, uh, seven-time, three-time pro bowler. He's going to retire. 
Uh, Lynch pulls off a trade, brings in Trent Williams for a three, for a five this year and a three next year. Remember, they was wanting a first-round pick. Remember, they wanted uh, they wanted a, uh, a King's Ransom last year for Trent Williams. Time started running out. The guy made it clear, I'm not going to play for Washington again. It's not going to happen. Kudos to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that didn't make it to the Super Bowl last year. Usually that that plays against a team going forward in the next year. But I tell you what, they're putting themselves in position. I like the 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 the, the draft picks they brought in. Uh, who's this guy? This um, uh, this defensive tackle they brought him in. I think I want to say that they traded. What is it, Brockers? Uh, Williams, I'm trying to look for this guy. Uh, anyways, they, they brought in this new left tackle here. Uh, they also brought in, uh, they, they drafted this guy, uh, Ken Law from South Carolina in the first round. They traded Force Buckner to Indianapolis, who also had a really good draft. Brought in Brandon Aikick from, uh, Arizona State. So, I like what San Francisco did. You know, I mean, they're still staying aggressive. They're not resting on their laurels. They're going full speed ahead. Even after all that talk of possibly Tom Brady being um, being drafted there. See my comment on Tua's injury? Yeah, um, I didn't catch that, man. Say that again. I got to flip out my, um, I got to flip out my uh, podcast after, um, after ever 30 minutes are coming up on it. Yeah, if you want to say that again, I didn't catch that on Tua's injury. Uh, he had, you know, he's got an older guy that's going to be patient with him. He's got an older quarterback to back up. He's going to teach him the game. Me personally, I would let Tua sit out half the season. Uh, I just got a feeling the guy's going to look so good in the regular season, and they're going to be about 500 or, 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 or worse. And, and, and Flores is going to look and say, just put this guy in. Just let the horse run, you know? Um, I got a feeling he's going to be A-OK. He trained here in Nashville. Uh, like I said, I, I talked about the difference here. Uh, the big knock on him, he, he's faster. Uh, didn't lose blur. Oh, blood circulation. Yeah. And plus, you know, we're talking 25, 27 years ago when Bo Jackson hurt his hip there. So it wasn't the blood circulation with better technology, with better training regimen, uh, it, it better uh, uh, staff here, uh, better trainers themselves. So everything is better right now. So I, I think that he's worth the risk. Now, they probably could use another running back. Uh, I like the tight end. I like the receiving core. I like the offensive line, with Austin Jackson there. Uh, they're, they're a long way from the team that 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 lost uh, gave up 50 points and then gave up 35 40 the first two games of the season uh got rid of all the head cases and stuff and all the sour apples uh kudos to Brian Flores and Austin Gr and I did want to say this they also brought in a guy to help them with player development and, and drafting uh, he was a former um general manager his name will come to me in just a minute but he's a former general manager of the Raiders are brought in Derek Carr uh, brought in uh, Cleo Mack. He worked. He he, he drafted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Reggie McKenzie. Uh, that's who I'm trying to think about. Reggie McKenzie is an excellent uh, uh, a talent evaluator and picker. Uh, John Gruden had some different philosophies, and they got rid of him. Brought in Mike Mayer, but the Raiders are doing pretty good too. Uh, but Reggie McKenzie has got an eye for talent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. Matt Breida. I forgot they brought him in from San Francisco. Thank you. So they, 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 he, he's a really good running back here. Kind of got lost in the shuffle. Uh, Frisco wanting to bring all these running backs in and shuffle them like that. But that's okay. You know, I understand Mike Shanahan. That's his system. But uh, Or uh, Cal Shanahan, excuse me. That's his system. But, uh, you know, Miami is, uh, is in a good position out in the Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to win that division next year. I like the other running back that Buffalo brought in uh, to, to with Singletary. So Buffalo is going to be the leader. That's going to be a very competitive with the Jets uh, in Miami. Uh, New England is going to finish last in that division next year, in my opinion, not unless they make a big move and maybe get in Cam Newton. But like uh, like Colin Cowherd said, he, uh, there's a good 
uh, indication that, that, that New England is going to uh, tank for Trevor Lawrence. They're not saying it, but their actions speak loud on their words. They brought some guy in from Michigan State. They signed him uh, as a backup. I mean, please, give me a break. That That's not what their plan is to do. Their plan is, a, is, is, is to uh, be somewhat competitive, but not really. Uh, kind of still maintain your focus and everything, but still uh, probably lose, I don't know, uh, 10, 11 games next year. That's what I'm thinking. Anyways, okay, other teams that caught my attention, the Ricks get richer. Baltimore, 14-2 and two last year. Um, Love their first-round pick there. Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. J.K. Dobbins, I cannot believe this. J.K. Dobbins, uh, I love what Tampa did in the first round, getting that offensive tackle, but I really wish that Tampa, who uh, with Tom Brady and this excitement around that offense, would have picked up J.K. Dobbins. They let him slide. They took some, um, well, they take a safety or something like that. They do need secondary. Uh, but J.K. Dobbins falls to Baltimore. Baltimore, I'll tell you guys this. I'm not in love with Lamar Jackson, but I'll say this. I think Lamar Jackson is going to take a step back. But the team, the roster around him is so good, even if he does. And I think he will. For one thing, Cincinnati's better. Uh, Cleveland's had a really good draft in the offseason. And, of course, Pittsburgh's going to have Ben Roethlisberger back. But the roster for, for the Ravens is so good. I love their first two picks there. J.K. Dobbins with Mark Ingram. Then they bring in Queen from, from uh, LSU, which I thought would have been off the board towards the end of the first round. Uh, very loaded team. Uh, great organization. Ozzie Newsom, the guy, was it Podesta, whatever, uh, He's really taking the ball, running with it. the general manager, the new general manager for the Ravens. The Ravens are a team that, that, like I said, they may take a step back with Lamar, but they're still good for eight, nine, ten games. They're still good for a wild card spot, even if uh, they get off to a slow start. Don't think they're going to be 14 and two, but I still see that team making a push in the playoffs. Still kept that same offensive coordinator. Remember, a lot of people thought that he was going to leave. He didn't get a job offer last year. Love their offseason. They lost a few players. They brought back Derek. They brought in Derek Wolf from Baltimore. Uh, who else did they get? Calais Campbell in the trade. Uh, very physical. Had a really good draft again. I mean, hats off to the Baltimore Ravens, man. Uh, the rich get richer. San Francisco, great offseason, great draft. Baltimore Ravens had both teams, had low draft picks, great offseason, great drafts. Like Jerry Krause said, and in the going back to the Michael Jordan documentary, it is organizations that win championships. Not just one guy, Michael Jordan. Not just one coach, Phil Jackson, or or, or say uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson for us, for whatever. It's organizations. It's 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 owner, general manager, head coach, quarterback. You put all that together, you, you you can build dynasties and championships that way. And I like what Baltimore did. I wouldn't be surprised. If they didn't get to the Super Bowl now, like again, they have a really tough division. It's Kansas City's getting starters coming back. Love that guy from LSU they drafted in the first round. Uh, if they can keep, stay healthy. Obviously, myself and, and most people with the starters coming back and uh, Mahomes still on that rookie contract, Kansas City's going to be the favorite. But Baltimore, you got to keep a lookout for Baltimore. And, uh, of course, you know, the teams in the South, maybe like Tennessee or somebody, but uh, it, it's definitely going to be Kansas City's a favorite. Baltimore's going to be a strong number two there. Okay, crazy stuff. Like I said, I like Tampa, what they did. Uh, I never heard of Anton Winfield, but, you know, if he came from University of Minnesota, the safety that Tampa picked up, they do need secondary. I said that. But remember, there's still a lot of really good players, Tampa Bay fans, that are left in free agency. Logan Ryan cornerback from um, uh, Tennessee, uh, hasn't been re-signed yet. Other great players, uh, talking about Tampa here, Jermaine Johnson, former Jet. Remember Todd Bowles is the, uh, used to be his head coach. He may come in if the price is right. Former Baltimore Raven, Tony Jefferson, Akeem Tlaib, kind of long in the tooth, but you want to put him as a two or three, maybe a nickel guy, Akeem Tlaib, very good player. So, Keep that in mind for teams like Tampa. Love what Tampa did in the first round. 
Love the fact that they did get a, a, a third-round running back, this guy from Vanderbilt. I want to say what his name was. Uh, uh, like I said, I wish they would have got J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Sean Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Yeah, Sean Vaughn from right here in Vanderbilt, right out of my hometown here in Nashville. I uh, wasn't high on him, hoping a player – like Jonathan Taylor would have fell to Tampa there. Uh, he ended up going to the Indianapolis Colts. Love what they're doing. I think Phillip Rivers may be uh, over the hill, but the team around him, the Colts, they had a really good draft there. Love picking up Jonathan Taylor. Love the fact that the trades that they made uh, to bring in other players there. We'll see what happens there. They're going to have a good Taylor and, and Matt, a good running team. Good receiving core there. Really good defense coming into another year there. Keep an eye out for the Colts. are not going to be an easy out. It's going to be a very healthy, competitive division other than Jacksonville. Um, let's see. So that's my thoughts on Tampa. Love what Tampa did in the draft. Uh, still say Tampa, um, yes, absolutely. And remember, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I want to say he ran like a 4-4-1. Very fast guy. Another guy, uh, by the way, I wish a team like Tampa um, who needed to run it back or maybe a um, – it was somebody else. I, w I wanted this guy to go to, and I can't remember. Maybe the Colts. But either way, uh, this Gibson, Antonio Gibson, who went to Washington, great player. hate to see the fact to go to, the, to a failing team like the Washington uh, organization like that. This guy ran a 4-3-9, can play the receiver, can play uh, pass, catch, and running back. Anyways, okay, copycat league. I made some notes here. Uh, Philadelphia, jeez. Uh, and they draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. They got Carson Wentz, uh, big contract. They're, they're not going to cut Carson Wentz, guys. Uh, I'll say this. Uh they are looking at Lamar Jackson, uh, and they're looking at Taysom Hill, Philadelphia. Uh, you got an offensive-minded head coach here, and uh, you know I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about New Orleans here in a second. I know they 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 signed Jameis Winston, and then they turn around and, and extend Taysom Hill. What what um, Doug? Uh, oh God, what is this? Doug Peterson is wanting to do. Uh, him and, and the general manager there, they're wanting you to defend two different offenses. Here's my thing. If you're going to draft a guy like Jalen Hurts in the second round, the quarterback there, you got to use him for more than one series of game. Um, he knows that Philadelphia will boo him out of the stadium, but him and, and, and Howie Roseman, the, the general manager for Philadelphia, are both saying, okay, we, we, we won the division last year with a 1,000 injuries there, and we won a Super Bowl a few years ago with Nick Foles. So, but if they hadn't done that, you talk about getting hounded on the public at Philadelphia radios. That's what bought them that leverage. They're looking at Lamar Jackson. They're looking at Taysom Hill. And, and my guess is they're going to use this guy more than one series. It, it, I, think they, I think they will. I think they'll use... Uh, Jalen Hurts on goal line situations like Tebow uh, did in college. Uh, the game is evolving. You're, you're looking at teams like like Arizona uh, using more of a college style system, getting a college a former Texas Tech coach Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray. Uh, you're, you're using, uh, like I said, they're going to use more of that because uh, Limber, like I said. Lamar Jackson, that won 14 games. Now, of course, if you just prepare for that, you know, eventually defensive coordinators are going to figure that out. But if you're, you're you're trying to defend Carson Wentz and you're trying to defend Drew Brees, uh, then but then you got to split your your your, your coverage, uh, your uh, study in there in a week to defend goal line stances and 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 and, and these type of read uh, run pass options. That's what they're trying to do there. So it's a copycat league. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, had a heck of a year, won the MVP. Of course, they, you know, Titans beat him up in the playoffs. Yes, the college game is coming more of the pros. The, uh, the, the, the pros are not using more college. And, and 
you know, the college guys got that from high school guys. Uh, Art Browse said that, the former coach of Baylor. So they, it's going to be a exciting league next year. Uh, that Philadelphia media will hound them if they don't use Jalen Hurts more. And they need to. Uh, maybe line them up in slot, uh, put him in special packages. Jalen Hurts, my big criticism on him is why he left Alabama to beat him out. He's a one-read guy, but he's very athletic. He, he, he does throw a good deep ball. Not a Kyler Murray deep ball, not a Tua deep ball, not a 71% guy, but he's enough to throw off defenses. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting pick. I, I'm not going to say, I'll tell you what, I would endorse that if they use him more than one series in goal line. I will not endorse that if they use him like uh, New Orleans has been using Taysom Hill once every four or five games. He's not worth that in second round. You guys in Philadelphia, they didn't have a good secondary last year. I mean, they got Darius Slay, but they needed more corners. Uh, they needed more receivers. Uh, they, they, they they had other needs, and they have a window to win the Super Bowl. So that's my criticism, not unless they implement this guy in more than just a uh, one series every two or three games, okay? Uh, like I said, same. Like I, that, that is my thing about That is my whole point about this. Same thing with Saints. Um, Sean Payton's getting a little crazy. He, he's kind of reminded me of John Gruden a few years ago. Uh, I mean, you signed two-year extension to Taysom Hill. You signed an extension to Drew Brees. And then you turn around and bring in Jameis Winston. Uh, that's a lot of money for quarterbacks, everybody. Uh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of draft capital. Um, that team needs defense. They need more corners and safeties. Uh, they need more pass rushers. They got offense. I think who they signed, Emmanuel Sanders. They got plenty of players around. Uh, they, they, they signed Mike Thomas to a fortune contract. Uh, they, they needed more defensive personnel. Uh, I guess he is banking on that Drew Brees is going to be hurt this year uh, and bringing in a guy like Jameis Winston. If I'm Winston, again, Winston didn't want to take a chance. He didn't want to get out of his comfort. Winston should have went to – Jacksonville, um, and banking on that head coach who was on uh, Marone get on his own last leg and going to be fired and work with the offensive guy like a Jay Gruden and taking over that way and beating out uh, Gardner Minshew. Instead, he wants to take the safe way out. Bobby Duck, man, you're going way back, way back there. But Taysom Hill is, is a rich man's uh, – um, Tim Tebow. Uh, that's say poor. If I said poor man, that means he's not a, he's not as he's good. Tebow was a terrible pro. He was great in college. But Taysom Hill is 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 a little quicker. He's lighter, uh, and he may be more accurate. We don't know that. Uh, they like something about him. They gave him an extension, and a lot of that's guaranteed money. So we'll see how that works out. Um, another head scratcher. Uh, Green Bay. Okay, uh, Jordan Hill. Drafted in the first round above uh, when they needed receivers. They really needed defensive tackle help. They couldn't stop the run. They gave up 200 yards. Somebody mentioned who was that that scored, uh, had 200-something yards in a playoff game against uh, um, San Francisco in an NFC championship game. They were blown out in the other game. So uh, they owe uh, – if they – if Green – check this out, guys. If Green Bay cut Aaron Rodgers this year, it's a $50 million cap hit. If they cut him next year, it's a $31 million cap hit. Um, I don't know what McClure's thinking there. I don't know what the general manager was thinking. Um, maybe they go with what I just said with Taysom Hill. I doubt that, but they should. To make it right, they should use uh, Jordan. Yeah, the 33 receivers and not one of them drafted to Green Bay. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys are going to bust. I get all that. I like Alan Lazard, but um, who's it, Adams? Devontae Adams can't do it all. We saw that last year. I like they did get a tight end. I like that tight end they got. I want to say they got a tight end in the third round here. Uh, they did get another running back from Boston, Kyle A.J. Dillon, in the second round. Joseph uh, Dejare, 
tight end. Uh, Jimmy Graham was washed up. I get it. But you're going to have to use Jordan Hill in the run pass option to justify that pick. If you do not do that, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I ask to be traded. I ask to be traded next year. Not this year. I'll, I'll be the good guy because a lot of the rosters are filled out. We got coronavirus. We got COVID-19. We get all that. But next year in March, when the new season starts, a new league year, I'm going to ask to be traded. Where should it be traded to? If, if Dallas hasn't signed uh, Dak Prescott to a to extension by then, uh, he would be available. Maybe go to New England. If they ain't got something going, uh, maybe go to the Chargers. If this, uh, by the way, I just I don't believe in Justin Herbert. Uh, we we know what the starter is there. He's a good game manager. Uh, keep you in games. I don't think he's going to win games. Tyron Taylor. I'm not really a good Justin Herbert guy. But uh, maybe the Colts. Like I said, I think I think Rivers is is probably washed up. Uh, they got to get rid of. If I'm Rodgers at at the end of this season, I'm done. I'm done with Green Bay. I uh, don't believe in McClure. Uh, technically, the offense got worse last year. Rodgers was healthy for a season. Uh, wide receiver from Miami gets picked up. He's 4-3. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you, that Ruggs is a good player. You never know. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, receivers, uh, somebody did a stat on this. You can find a good receiver in the second and third round. Just like you can find a good running back in the second, third round. A lot of times these high draft receivers are complete bust anyways. I'm out of Nashville, Tennessee. Corey Davis is on the trading block. He was the number five, fifth pick overall a few years back. We should have took Jamal Adams. I thought maybe this guy is going to be the next Antonio Brown. I thought wrong. And Corey Davis is not A.J. Brown, the guy we got. I want to say they got him in the second, third round. He's beating him out. He was a rookie from Ole Miss. Him and the other guy from Ole Miss turned out to be pretty good players. So, uh, but Green Bay, like I said, that's what I would do. Uh, Green Bay taking a chance right now. That they're getting a lot of heat right now. But if, I, if I'm a core, you use you use your, uh, Jordan. Um, oh God, use him as um, as a decoy there. Jordan Hill. I would use him as a uh, run pass option guy. That I mean, there's no way I would I wouldn't do that because if you don't, if you don't, uh, Chicago's getting better. They brought in they brought another quarterback, and Minnesota's gotten better. They, they've got rid of um, Stephon Diggs. They got that uh, Jefferson out of out of LSU. They're going to be good. They got Gary Kubiak completely in control, calling the shots. Their running game will be better next year. They're their game plan, Minnesota's, will be better. So Green Bay could be in trouble next year. I don't think they're going to get the two seed. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take. Let's see. New England. Okay. New England. There was a report that they did not do what they did by design. They, they, they planned to get a quarterback and they didn't get one. Here's my knock on New England. If they don't get Lawrence next year or Fields, I think uh, – Bill Belichick is going to have to fire himself as a general manager. I've talked about that. He's going to have to step down. He's going to have to get an actual general manager and, and relinquish power to him because he's making some bad moves right now. I know he's the greatest coach. I love him. I get it. I saw all the documentaries, got the T-shirt. But but Bill Belichick is, 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 is not in good shape right now. You know, they're going to have to get a quarterback, and they're going to have to get better players. Uh, that I know what they do with, with players once they're in the league, but uh, he's not good at drafting. And a lot of that's Bill Belichick, guys. I'm telling you, it's Bill Belichick. Let me double check. Looks like I'm going to have to be into another. Okay, I've got about eight minutes left. I'm good on time. So that's my thoughts on New England. Um, Dallas taking a, uh, not taking uh, a safety or corner. I didn't like that. Again, Hopefully, Stephen and Jerry Jones go out and, 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 like I said, those same group of players sign some free agency, safe, uh, secondary players. Uh, Lamb's okay. I think he's a little bit overrated. I like Jefferson. I like Judy better. Uh, I, I just I didn't like that guy. Maybe I'm wrong. They do do a good job drafting. Uh, Stephen's got some good scouts there. 
Uh, I'd rather for them who would take a secondary player, even another pass rush, maybe a tight end. Uh, I just would not have took a receiver there. The not not in love with the Dallas Cowboys first round pick. Not in love with their draft. Um, everybody else, I will talk about at another time. And of course, that you know, teams like Cleveland. Uh, I like what they did. Uh, I like their off season. Uh, I like T. Higgins, who went to Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's been way overlooked. I'm uh, not in love with the head coach, but I like the personnel there. Uh, maybe Cincinnati works out a deal to get. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know something, though? A lot of people saying that about Burroughs. Burroughs um, is going to have. Remember, he's going to have a healthy A.J. Green. He's going to have. Only thing he needs is a tight end. They need to work out something to get uh, George. Uh, what's it? O.J. Howard from Tampa up there. They they got too many. They got three tight ends at Tampa with Bronk and everybody. Get O.J. Howard. Love T. Higgins. Love A.J. Green. Uh, love the other guy that played last year, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's a really good player though. Real solid. He's the number one last year receiver for them. Uh, they're going to get thrown on. Uh, not the best run defense in the world. Uh, but they're going to score some points. I like Joe Burrows. Yeah, I really think he's got a good release. I think he's a winner. I think he's athletic. He reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger with a higher uh, completion percentage. Nobody else compares him to Ben Roethlisberger. The way he runs, his toughness, that grit, that confidence, all that reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. He's tougher than he looks. He's thinner than Ben Roethlisberger, but he reminds me of Roethlisberger. It was a great deep ball. Who cares if he's not had the strongest arm? But I think as people are saying his arm is weak. I'm not one of those people. I think his arm is just right. I think Joe Burrows is going to be a really good player. Uh, he grew up in Ohio. He's going to give it his all. The fact that they, uh, this guy's, uh, the owner has a reputation for being cheap and all that. But listen, he gave uh, A.J. Green the franchise tag, which means he has to play A.J. Green in the top five of all receivers. So, He's even turning uh, his wheel, Mr. Brown, the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals. So they're going to be an interesting team to watch. They may win six, seven, eight games next year. That'd be a miracle in that very difficult division. So everybody, I'll be back on probably uh, Wednesday or Thursday, talk about some other storylines in and around the NFL. Uh, have a good night. If you want to follow me on Sportscope, you can find me there uh, at rbutler723. Look for my periscopes there. All my shows are dated. Uh, go back and just press the dates in. You can find me at that. Go to Sportscope on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, the podcast. Have a good night, everybody. I'm running out of time here. Just go back and watch the rest of the program. Thanks for watching Sportscope. Looks like I got a good crowd tonight. Thank you, podcast.